Okay, here we are. We're back at Halle London Radio, and it's good to be with you. It's William Morris here for the English Hour, and you get it, as usual, split up by pop music, but stay with me if you can. And uh, where are we? We're going to talk about a number of issues, uh, including Lebanon. Yes, I know you all want to hear about Lebanon, You want, and we'll talk about Iraq and Iran. We'll talk about Brexit, my old favorite subject. But we're going to start off talking about racism, which is a big issue here in in the UK at the moment. And there are a couple of issues that have cropped up. One is a football issue. One is a party political issue. Let's deal with the party political racism first. Uh, The Labour Party is being accused of institutional racism by its own members who accuse it of being sympathetic to, well, to, to those that are basically anti-Jewish, that those are anti-Semitic, anti-Jewish members of the Labour Party. And certainly at grassroots level, there has been a problem, and the Labour Party has failed to set up the mechanisms needed to investigate this, because many in the left feel a sense of... um, Yes, in the in the in the fundamentally at grassroots left wing, many of them are very much anti-immigrant, anti, and this translates into an anti-Jewish sentiment in some instances, and it is unfortunate, more than unfortunate, it's disgusting. So we have that problem, but the Labour Party is being torn apart by this problem, and some are. Uh, are using the the weapon of the accusation of anti-Semitism to get at the left in the Labour Party, well, perhaps fairly, you'd say, and therefore to get at Jeremy Corbyn, the leader of the left, who is very pro-Palestinian, as is the Foreign Secretary, the, sorry, Shadow Foreign Secretary, very, very pro-Palestinian. Um, and the Labour movement now, today, is pro-Palestinian, whereas historically it was pro-Israel. Historically, the, the under Blair and uh, for many years, the Labour Party has had a close relationship with Israel's Labour Party, which was in dominion in Israel until comparatively recent in Israel's history when the, the right wing took over with Likud. So what am I saying to you? The situation is that the British Labour Party is torn apart by this issue, and it is crippling it at the time when it should be dealing with the major issues of the day, Brexit and so on. Um, And it's sad to see it. But this issue is everywhere in Britain. It is not just the British Labour Party. We also have it in football. Uh, Just the other day, we had had the Bulgaria-England match, Euro 2020 qualifier, you'll remember, and the England team defeated Bulgaria actually went on, played the entire game, despite the fact that there was significant, considerable racism coming from the Bulgaria supporters, or an element of them, and how disgraceful that was, and how disgusting, but how, how, how commonplace today. What's going on with the world? We had a little FA Cup qualifying match down in the southwest. Haringey against Yeovil Town. Haringey Borough is a seventh-tier team. We're talking now really low-level football um, against Yeovil Town. And, uh, yes, Haringey walked off because of the racism at Yeovil Town. Bottles were being thrown on the pitch. Uh, but it was more than that. It was actually racist remarks that were going on. And this is at low-level football in Britain. 
So we have this, and um, and yeah, the, the, they stopped the game. Whereas the, the Bulgaria-England game, the game played on. I mean, there's no absolute f rule you can make for these things and what should be done when you see racism in sport. Um, yes, I mean, it's a call, really, for the, the team who's being abused. Uh, the England team decided to play on. Um, the Haringey team decided to walk off. Uh, but the point is, this kind of hatred is too commonplace. It's far too commonplace. It's too much a feature of today. And we see it everywhere. And there's a rise in anti-Semitism anti that affects the Muslim community. Because the Muslim community are also Semitic, just like the Jews. And they, uh, at least the Arab Muslim community are. And we are getting what we like to call Islamophobia. And it's, it's on the increase. And you can see it. Women wearing headscarves and will get more abuse on buses and this kind of thing is going on um i know it because i i i have friends who have been abused in this way and what do we do about it um well we have to build a more inclusive society it is absolutely disgraceful a lot of it has crept up because of the tension between the west and the muslim world and the uh, the 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 and a lot of it has crept up because of increased levels of mobility in society. Yes, there is more immigration, um, new levels of immigration, new waves of immigration. It's always been immigration. It's a great international leveler. Uh, but there are new waves and, and societies have to adjust. It's difficult for societies to adjust. Um, it's difficult for Lebanon to adjust to the Syrians coming in as refugees, just let alone, I mean, it's, it's, it's all Kulwahid's part of the same thing, in a way. Um, and by the way, let's say another little point here. It's not just racism um, that we have to worry about. It's more than that. It's this kind of discrimination at every level. So we have religious hatred. Uh, I was... Uh, <laughs> I was trying to organize a meeting in Birmingham for Muslims um, who were concerned about Kashmir. And yes, there were a number of possible venues, one of which was a Shiite mosque. Couldn't hold it in the Shiite mosque because the Sunnis wouldn't come. Oh, come on. How childish is that? But this is a standard feature of... Uh, but I know it's a feature of, of Islam today. I mean, I've I've been to Bahrain, I've been to other places where, well, Iraq, I've just come back from Iraq. It's a standard feature of today's Islam that there is this kind of sectarianism. And uh, it's unfortunate, it's beyond unfortunate. But, and then we have other forms of, of discrimination. We have class division, you know, the I am better than you sort of division. We had, I mean, I was a county councillor in... Uh, in South Wales for years, we uh, we hated the gypsies. That's the, the Welsh for you. We hated the gypsies. The gypsies are a traveling community, and they needed camps, and there was discrimination against them. Um, in a place where Wales is not known for, for racial discrimination, there's very little of it. But Wales um, had its own discrimination against the gypsies on this I am better than you sort of basis. And it's... Um, it's, it happens in every which way. There's bias against women. 
And you know it, I know it. Uh, women are treated as, um, well, what is it? It's, it's, it's a kind of, in, in Christianity, we have it from St. Paul. Uh, you know, men serve God, women serve men. This approach to life, it's not appropriate, it's not correct, it's fundamentally flawed, and it's disgraceful. But it's so commonplace, and we see it everywhere. Uh, and then there's discrimination against the disabled. And, you know, they have more difficulty getting into shops because there aren't proper facilities for the disabled, uh, no ramps or with steps and this kind of thing. Um, perhaps it's getting better. It is getting better. Things are improving. And they're improving fast, you might say. But it's still not there. We're still not completely there. Um, and uh, and what? Often, often a kind of discrimination, a kind of, there's a, there's a counter-discrimination, a sort of inverted snobbery, where discrimination is used to beat the establishment. Um, so I was at an, an Initiative of Change meeting. Initiative of Change is known in the Middle East as moral rearmament. I was at an initial Initiative of Change meeting, and a girl from the Caribbean who had been born, well, I say from the Caribbean, she wasn't from the Caribbean. She'd been born, brought up in Britain. So her, her parents had migrated from the Caribbean, but she had been born and brought up in Britain. She'd gone to school in Britain. She was part of our society. And she stood up and she said, I am not British. I do not think of myself as British. I have no loyalty to Britain. And I thought, my goodness. And that was hurtful. That was hurtful. And that's a kind of inverted snobbery that you get from people who want to punish the 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 majority from people in the minority who feel wounded and they want to hit back by being cruel to the majority and you get that you get that kind of thing in in many different dimensions what are we saying here we'll remember and we must always remember what happened with the rise of Daesh that kind of exclusive approach where you, they did say, I am better than you, where they rejected the other. And what we need is a society built on inclusivity, a society built on love, on principles of absolute love and absolute care for one another. And these are, these are, these are basic things, basic things. So what I'm saying to you is examine your own heart because we are all guilty in some degree of discrimination, of thinking I am better than he is, I am better than she is. And we need to actually cut that canker out of ourselves. And then we can deal with the problems of Islamophobia, anti-Semitism, racism in football, and religious hatred, class division and bias against women. But we must start with ourselves. We are the ones. Look in the mirror and deal with yourself. I think that is the message for us all in these modern broken days. God bless you. More to say, but I just wanted to kick off with that one issue. Thank you.